This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and the Packers did the unexpected on Sunday to beat the Cowboys, and that keeps our playoff hopes alive somewhat. The Packers currently have a 15% chance of making the playoffs, even with that win. So we are going to need to stack some wins together, and on a short week, beat the Titans on Thursday Night Football. This is going to be a tough game. Luckily for the Packers, the Titans aren't at any advantage. Um, So many teams we have faced this year have had some sort of advantage over us, whether that being having a buy right before they play us or whatever else that may be. So many teams have had that. Now, finally, that isn't the case with the Titans, who also played on Sunday, but they are the ones that have to travel to Green Bay on a short week to play this game. And so that should help the Packers in this game. Thankfully, our special team's huge mistakes should no longer be a huge problem for the this Packers team as Brian Gutekinds has finally decided to move on from wide receiver Amari Rodgers and have signed wide receiver D.D. Westbrook as his replacement as our primary punt returner. Amari Rodgers led the NFL with five fumbles this year. Okay, he led the NFL with five fumbles this year, okay? four of which were on punt returns, the most by any non-quarterback this season, okay? That's insane. This Amari Rodgers played like <clears throat> 30 total snaps of offense and then was a punt returner and a kick returner. That's it. And he led the NFL in fumbles. I can't believe he was on the team this long. And I can't. I just can't believe the Packers traded up to draft Amari Rodgers in the first place. It's, it's really frustrating when you think about it that they thought this is the best move for our team. Amari Rodgers coming up like into the draft, we knew he was not an extreme athlete. He was not even really special at all in college, not super productive. Um, so like I didn't really understand it from the get go. And then we talked about this in our last podcast, but Amon Ross St. Brown was a fourth round pick. He was an extremely good athlete, even if he was not super highly productive in college. And, and so like, what's the, and usually Brian Gutekinds is a guy who drafts based off athleticism or production, something. And Mario Rogers didn't have either of those traits going into the draft. And yet they traded an extra fourth round pick to get him as well. It was a huge, huge miss by the Packers. Um, luckily the Packers were able to, it does look like they are able to replace him right away with a really quality punt returner in DD Brett. Westbrook. He's a proven asset on special teams. Among the 52 players who have had at least 35 punt returns since the start of the 2017 season, so about five years, uh, Westbrook is one of 12 players with both a return touchdown and at least nine yards per return as he averages 9.33 yards per return on punt returns over that time span. So that's a really, really good. So not only is Westbrook not a liability, like Amari Rogers was, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. But he is act—he actually has a chance to help 
to really drastically change field position, which could be very important for this Packers offense that struggles to put together first, uh, just even a, a few first downs sometimes. So this week, the Packers will have the special teams edge, really, even with uh, Mason Crosby having his just not the greatest season. There's not a lot of trust there. You can tell with his ability to go out there and make a kick because he just doesn't have the strength anymore. He can barely get the ball up in the air. It looks like. And then, uh, but in this game, the Titans will be using a backup kicker with Randy Bullock out with injury. So that is something to notice. And the Packers won't have a punt returner back there who they're worried about fumbling the ball. The Titans this week are coming off a game where they took down the Broncos 17 to 10, a very low scoring affair. And one of the biggest highlights of this game was their punter, Ryan Stonehouse. I do want to keep mentioning uh, special teams here, which is kind of weird, but Stonehouse had a 66 yard punt in this game. He has the ability to set up a really great field position for this team. He's done that all season long. And I don't know if you remember this, but Stonehouse was an undrafted free agent. I said, hey, bring him in. He can be our starting punter. And now he has been one of the best punters in the NFL this year, averaging the most yards per punt in the entire NFL. And with the Titans being a very well-coached team, they don't make mistakes. Uh, They're kind of perfect on all special teams. They have the number one graded special teams unit in the NFL this season. And because of that, we cannot make any crucial mistakes. Thankfully, Omari Rodgers is not out there to make one. But even we've seen blocked punts, we've seen blocked field goals, whatever it may be, it cannot happen in this game. Okay, uh, if we're going to beat this Titans team, no more special teams mistakes because a team this talented will take advantage of them. Luckily, like I said, Randy Bullock, their starting kicker, is out for this game. That will make them a little more... Who knows? Maybe that is better for them because then they're going forward on fourth down. I'm not sure. Uh, But they do have a backup kicker signed to the roster ready to play. For the Packers this week, defensively, we shouldn't. There's not a lot to worry about when it comes to thinking about the Titans offense. The Titans are in a very similar boat to the Packers. They lost their star number one wide receiver, which has resulted in one of the worst receiving cores in the league. If there weren't, I don't know why there's so many really bad ones this year, but um the Titans have a QB who hasn't played nearly as well as he has in the past in Ryan Tannehill. Last week against the Broncos, they had really one big play offensively. It was simply a flea flicker. This team loves to use play action. That's really how their offense is set up overall, really just relying on the likes of Derrick Henry to really set all of this up. Tannehill, Tannehill has struggled this year, like I said, but if he's been successful anywhere, It's been with the play-action passing game where he really attacks deep down the field. We need to be ready for this in this game. Luckily, the Titans don't have any major receivers the Packers should be concerned about in this game. Robert Woods, Westbrook Aquina, rookie first-round pick Traylon Burks has been a huge disappointment. Thankfully, the Packers knew better than to try to draft him as their replacement. They have some solid tight ends. They love to work with Aconquo and Austin Hooper. But where this offense really finds its energy is running the football. They still have Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in the league. He's had another great season. It's not been like incredible by any means, but he's he's still been really, really good. He's been the seventh highest graded running back in the, in the NFL this season, behind the seventh best run blocking offensive line in the NFL. This team each week isn't scoring a ton of points, but that's because they are committed to the ground game and they are successful at doing so. And they limit the opportunities other teams have with the football because of it. 
They run the ball at the fifth highest rate in the NFL. Just two weeks ago, this team went to overtime against the Kansas City Chiefs, tied 17-17, and lost. But they didn't even have a quality QB in that game with Tannehill out. They had a rookie quarterback, Malik Willis, in there, and he's been just awful when he has had to play this year. And still... With Tannehill out, they still averaged 6.8 yards per carry in this game, in that game that they lost in overtime. So if the Packers defense has any chance of limiting this Titans offense whatsoever, we have to stop the run. That will be the big question for our defense this game. And that'll be probably the real question. So uh, really for this whole game for the Packers is can we stop the run? If we can, I think we can win this game. The problem though, uh, our defense hasn't been able to do that and that was a problem before Rashawn Gary was hurt and before Devondre Campbell was hurt. Hopefully, I thought Campbell would be able to play this week, maybe, but he's not going to be able to play. And that's a huge issue because Devondre Campbell is a stud in the middle of our defense and he can't make up any ground. He can't make any he can't we can't he can't pick up any big mistakes uh that this run defense sometimes has and it's going to it's going to hurt the packers i think big time in this game and really you'd think okay hey Kenny Clark he's going to do something he's got to step up in a big way but he really hasn't this season what happened to this player i'm not sure clark has been a non-factor in stopping the run all season and specifically in the last three games he's been just awful below replacement level type of play Against the Bills, 37.9 overall PFF grade. Lions, 32.8 overall PFF grade. Cowboys, 47.1. He's been awful in his entire play, especially as a run defender and as a tackler. And if our defense has any chance of making some stops consistently, he's got to step up and be the player he once was. And I'm not sure if he was just so much better at nose tackle than at three tech, but it kind of seems that way. And I wonder if moving him back to nose tackle would be the best move for the Packers. The problem with that, though, is the Packers don't really want to play three-in-tier defensive lineman looks in this defense. Preferably, they want to play with two inside linebackers, two edge rushers, which means only two interior defensive linemen and five guys in the back end. So really, the question is, can the Packers stop the run? I think when it comes to uh, the passing defense, they have enough to get it done, but can we stop the run? And I think if the Packers can get a few run stops, make it third and medium in this game, I think the Packers, even though they lack the pass rush without Rashawn Gary now, I think our coverage unit can be good enough to make him make some stops and force some punts in this game. What I'm really concerned about in this game is going against this Titans defense. Like I said, they held the Kansas City Chiefs to 17 points in the first four quarters of the game two weeks ago, and the Titans do a few things really well, and one of them is they stop the run better than almost any team in the NFL. They only allow opposing runners to average 3.9 yards per carry this season, which is third best in the NFL. The one thing these this defense does is they stop the run, and it starts with their inside linebackers, uh, David Long, uh, Joshua Kalu. They're so good at stopping the run. Luckily for the Packers, uh, this defense, this Titans defense that has been so good so far this year, isn't necessarily the same. It isn't at full strength like most teams right now. They had quite a few preferred starters out of last week's game, and they could be out again this Thursday night. Uh, 
edge rusher Budrick Dupree is officially listed as out. Uh, great coverage safety Amani Hooker is officially listed as out. Uh, and then the other big player who is questionable for this game is their elite interior defensive lineman, Jeffrey Simmons. He's one of the best in the game right now. They would be, this defense is entirely different with him out there. And so there's a chance this Titans team does have some gaps. And I think specifically in their ability to stop the run without Jeffrey Simmons and some of these other huge pieces to their defense, I think they could struggle to stop the run this week. And I think we should commit to the ground game when the numbers are in our favor. We need to keep allowing Aaron Jones and even AJ Dillon to make some plays for us and allow Rodgers not feel like he has to win this game himself. If not, if the numbers uh, favor throwing the football, though, we have to trust our guys to go out and make plays. Alan Lazard, we need more from him. He had a strong end to last week's game. Obviously, Christian Watson is a huge threat. Every single team is going to have to keep him in mind now with his game-changing speed. Teams are going to have to constantly be aware of where he is at. We need to keep using him how he is used best as a vertical threat. Yes, that's very important, but more importantly, run after catch opportunities getting him on crossing routes, deep crossers specifically, nobody's going to be able to keep up with him. Similar to how the Dolphins run their offense with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Also using a lot of drags could be uh, good for him, get him moving after the catch as well, slants, anything. These are easy concepts the Packers can employ with their passing attack. Hopefully the Packers, I think one big addition that could be happening this week. Romeo Dobbs is still out with injury, but Randall Cobb could be back for this game. We know how big big of an impact he could have as well. And with the Titans missing uh, Amani Hooker out at safety, I think if we can throw the ball, that could be in our best interest, especially because they're linebackers. While they're really good at stopping the run, they uh, are not good coverage players by any means, and we need to be able to take advantage of that. But overall, where the Packers cannot find themselves offensively in this game is on third down. This Titans defense, this uh, they can create a pass rush out of thin air. Even without Bud Dupree and Jeffrey Simmons, the Titans destroyed the Broncos last week. When the Broncos <clears throat> tried the pass, they just couldn't. And especially because they tried to pass on obvious third and mediums or third and longs, the Titans had 40 pressures in last week's game, which is insane to think about. They know how to simulate pressure. They know how to confuse opposing quarterbacks and more specifically opponents' offensive lines. I'm hoping the Packers' offensive line can continue to get better each week. If they can stay healthy for another whole game here, we might see the top five offensive linemen we thought we could see at the start of the season, especially just as the communication and just kind of knowing what the guy next to them is going to do, just being able to trust each other happens more as they start to gel together and they start to play together more. The main idea is the Packers have to be able to put themselves in third and short situations. They need to run the ball efficiently. Plus, we have to cut out the mistakes. I was so happy Christian Watson had an incredible game last week, but he also had three huge mistakes as well that would have led to about 70 more yards receiving and another touchdown. We cannot leave plays out on the field, especially with a defense that is as well coached schematically like the Titans. The Packers offense really was so successful throwing the football last week because they used play action. And on a very high percentage of their pass plays. Play action is some of the most efficient ways to throw the football. And the Packers, the rest of the season, have used play action at the lowest percent under Matt LaFleur. 
this offense, especially with as strong of a running game as the Packers have, plus more consistency on the offense line, hopefully we'll start to lean into this play-action game a lot more moving forward. And I think it's going to be a key to winning this game uh, Thursday night. So, in conclusion, the Packers, they can win this game. Even with our own injury concerns, if these players we expect to miss, miss the game for the Titans do, we should be okay. Um, the biggest one, obviously, is Jeffrey Simmons. If Simmons plays in this game, I think this game comes down to a last-second play, honestly. I think that's how crazy this game's going to be. If Simmons doesn't play, I think we can do enough to get by. The Packers are going to have to stop the run. Or they're going to have to run the ball again this week really, really well and every week. The, um, the Titans... Uh, historically have stopped the run this season just as good as anybody, but they like to do it with light boxes typically with three safeties on the field and sometimes even three cornerbacks. If the Packers get light boxes, they have to trust our guys to be the guys across from them and make some plays. Same with our passing attack. We need to keep Aaron Rodgers clean in the pocket in this game. This will be tough as the Titans get pressure better than almost any team in the NFL, but if we don't put ourselves in obvious passing situations, the Packers should be able to manage offensively defensively we the Packers have to stop the run then play good coverage and we should be able to limit this offense overall this offense struggles to put up points on the board and thankfully this short week the Packers get to play at home and I think they can sneak out the win here 21 to 17 if Jeffrey Simmons plays like I said I think it's going to be a lot closer even though 21 17 is really close I think it's going to be a lot tougher and I think the Packers still can win though 20 to 17 and move to five and six on the season and from there, things are looking a bit brighter for the Packers moving forward. In week 12, the Packers play the Eagles, but we get them on a 10-day break. So we have 10 days to get healthy before that game. And the Eagles just lost on Monday Night Football to the Commanders. So this team is beatable. In week 13, the Packers play the Bears, who are, again, another beatable team. They're playing better, but they're, they are beatable. And then we have a bye in week 14. And then we play the Rams, another really bad team this year. The Packers have a real chance to do two things over that stretch. One, get healthy with the 10-day break coming up, plus the really late bye. This team could really be set up well to have one of the healthier rosters for the last four games of the season with guys like Devonder Campbell, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, all back in the lineup, not to mention that week off, that 10-day break, is going to be huge for Aaron Rodgers. He can get his thumb healthy. Uh, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, those guys are always beat up on the offensive line. Maybe Elton Jenkins can start to feel really good again, and for those last four games, he can start to play at a high level because he has not done that. He's been a below-average player all season long. Second thing that can happen, I think, is if things go like they could like they're really I really want them to we can stack up some wins here if we win Thursday night then we got two wins in a row we're a team that's hot we're a team that's playing for everything we can beat the Eagles after a 10-day break have a record of 500 and we're right there what if a guy like OBJ now he's healthy at that point he feels like he's ready to jump on a roster and he says hey the Packers are looking good they now are on a three-win streak Rodgers looks like he's back. This team needs help at receiver. I can be that for them. They're going to give me opportunities to play. I won't have to play on turf for home games, which is so important to me. This is not super likely at the current moment that OBJ would sign with the Packers because he wants to play in the playoffs. But hey, if let's say the Seahawks, the Commanders, and the Packers all have six wins after the Eagles game, 
I think OBJ could see that and be like, if I had to bet on one of these teams, I'd bet on Aaron Rodgers making the playoffs. And my best opportunity is going to be with Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers then would have a bye in just two weeks, which would give uh, them an extra week to get OBJ kind of settled into this lineup, which not a lot of teams have this late in the season uh, to have a bye this late in the year. So with our unique roster, our unique schedule with some with some rest coming up, playing on grass, getting hot just at the right time, all these things could combine to make Green Bay an ideal landing spot for OBJ. And it all starts Thursday night by beating the Titans, which would be a real treat going into the rifle opener this weekend. And so I really hope it happens. Uh, I will be driving and hunting a ton, so I won't review this Thursday night game probably over the podcast until next week sometime. So you probably won't hear from me until Tuesday evening, just so you know. But uh, good luck, Hunters, this week, and uh, hopefully we can start the rifle season great with another Packers win Thursday night. So that's all we have today, folks. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast, and tell your friends about Packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because... It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.